there will never be a perfect time to start something. I'm about to share an example with you guys, and if it doesn't relate in any way to you, I want you to click off the podcast and find another episode. When I was around 14, 15 years old, I started reselling shoes. And by started, I mean I started looking at it and I started telling people, it's something I'm interested in and I want to do it. By the time I hit 16, I had not resold a single shoe. And my dad had seen this and he acknowledged how much time I've been taking to make this decision. And he started talking to me about it. And he encouraged me to find a shoe that I liked and wanted to resell. So I went on to Facebook after a year and a half of me saying I'm going to do something. I went on to Facebook Marketplace, found a shoe, and then all the questions came up. How am I going to do this? What if I'm going to do this? When will I do this? Etc. My dad said, it doesn't matter. It's a, you worry about that later. He asked me, is this a good price? I said, yes, it is. And he said, okay, we're going. Tell him we'll meet him here at this time. And we did. When I got the shoe to resell for the first time, I was so motivated and so happy that I had leaped over this one and a half year hurdle that took me to start that I started doing everything. All of the questions that I had originally turned into me not asking them and doing them automatically. You guys can't wait for your success to feel empowered because like I said, there is never going to be a perfect time. Even Alex Ramosi has a quote where he says, oftentimes people think and wait for the perfect time. However, now is the perfect time. I ended up reselling shoes for two years after that. So after 16, I went from 16 to 18 years old. And this was such a good indicator in my life that jumping over this bridge of uncertainty allowed me to experience more things and evolve so much. Moving on with my story, when I was reselling shoes, my biggest questions were, what if I can't profit off of this? What if I don't get good condition enough shoes that people don't want to buy? My dad told me not to worry about it. And when the time came for it, even if I didn't make that much money off of selling shoes, I learned so, so much valuable information. I learned how to talk to people over Facebook. I learned how to be respectful. I learned how to sell myself, sell the product. I had to get somebody to drive me there. Usually it was my dad. Thank you for my dad because he, he was the most helpful. <laughs> he was the best part of my little business ahead. He was always willing to do everything. And what ended up happening was I resold shoes for two years. I had a spreadsheet of all of my profits and loss. After two years, I made $300 max. But I did not care at all. I learned so much. I loved the experience. And this was something I truly wanted to do. I knew I wanted to resell shoes. And knowing that I had to jump over this ledge to get here, of waiting a, a year and a half of telling myself this is what I'm going to do, doing research, analysis, paralysis, you know, and falling into this hole of where you feel productive, however, you're not getting anything done. The biggest takeaway from my story is, first of all, if I had started earlier, 
it would have made it so much easier for me to get more information and understand more because I would have had so much more time where I would have been in this field. And second of all, like I previously mentioned, if you do early on jump over this bridge and don't let your brain, your procrastination stop you and prevent the limbic friction that it takes for you to get this new hobby started or get something done, it's going to allow you to learn so much more than you can imagine. Because in the biggest things in life that we don't want to do, you learn the biggest lessons and get the biggest takeaways because you know there's a reason that you don't want to do something, right? If you don't want to start a business, it might be because you're afraid of how other people are going to think of you. But once you start that business and jump over that ledge, you're going to realize, first of all, people don't care. I made an episode on this. And second of all, who who cares what other people think about you because you're you and your destiny is in your hands. And you can't let the people... You can't let the opinions of people who won't know you, won't remember you, and won't even acknowledge you in the future, let you dictate your actions and what you do. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Ali Abdal, but he has a YouTube channel, he has a podcast, very successful, very informative guy. I would really recommend you guys check him out. But he has something called the six-month rule kind of for future plans. So... If you wouldn't say yes to something in a day, don't say yes to something six months in advance because chances are you'll be busy too. If somebody, a friend of yours, asks you if you want to get dinner with them for their birthday on this exact date or if you want to do this on this exact date that's long in the future, you assume that you're going to be free because oh, all of your problems that are happening right now are going to be done and they're going to be over with. However, after those problems are done, you're going to have even more problems and the the problems will continue and you think you'll have free time, but you won't because you're going to be just as busy with maybe even more problems, but definitely not less. And the big takeaway from this is a lot of people procrastinate and think that, oh, I'm going to start this in, in a month or in two months because right now we're so busy or this is happening. First of all, I want to say it's going to be still just as busy in a month. But second of all, if you're able to do this when it's busy, imagine how well you're going to do when it's not busy, which again, isn't going to happen very often because you can't wait for the perfect time to start. You just can't. There is no perfect time. The perfect time is now, like I mentioned earlier. But you need to understand that sometimes you'll have easier days, sometimes you'll have hard days. But imagine you start on a hard day. How much easier will it be for you to do the same thing when the day is easier, but the day won't get much harder than the hardest day than you started. And there's a good quote that's pretty cheesy, oversaturated. It's one day or day one. And I mean, you know, it makes sense. Are you going to let your dream be something that's in the future? It's yeah, one day I'm going to do it. Or is it going to be the first day you do it and every day you're going to get better. And I want to add in my experience, if you do something and start something, pretend it's day one, then tomorrow, day two is going to be even easier and you're going to get this little ball rolling. And over time, it's just going to work for you. And this is my next point that I want to bring up is if you start something now, it makes it so much easier to keep going rather than wondering if it will work. I remember I used to sit and wonder and brainstorm if sneaker reselling was a good idea or not. Spent so much time on it because I was, I was weighing all the pros and cons and I was like, Oh, what if this works? What if this won't? What if this doesn't? 
and I was spending so much time in my head. But then when I started it, I wasn't worried about how much profit I was making. I was worried about the skills that I was attaining and the lessons that I was learning from different people I meet. And I, I will mention that when you're on Facebook Marketplace for selling shoes, <laughs> you meet some very interesting people. <laughs> Fear kills more dreams than failure ever did. What are you scared of? If this quote resonates with you, you guys really need to take some time. Click off this podcast right now, genuinely. And in the two or three minutes left that we have in this podcast, I want you to spend two minutes brainstorming why you don't want to start this thing. Why are you fearful? What this? What that? And try to understand yourself more because, you know, I, I get it. I completely get it. I've done a lot of things in my life, but... And I know what it's like when you jump over the bridge and you're, you started and you get this ball rolling, but I know exactly what it's like when you're sitting there. You're like, I don't know if I should start this. I don't know if this is a good idea, blah, 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 blah. And rather than wondering if it's going to work, you got to just do it and make it work. Because chances are when you're put in the situation, you're going to find a way to get out of it, right? You're not going to just sit there and be like, okay, I give up. You're going to be like, okay, well, what can I do from here? What can I do better? And you know, some things don't work out. I did crypto and I lost, I lost so much money. <laughs> That's a story for another time, but I learned so much and I would not take it back at all, at all. Just for the record, I lost somewhere between 900 to $1,300 in crypto, trading NFTs, trading crypto in general. And especially as a teenager, I was 16, 17 at the time. That's devastating, right? And it was. And I had to think about it for a second. I was like, wow, uh, that happened. But in hindsight, I don't regret it at all. And I'll keep saying that. I'm not saying it just for the podcast. I swear. I, I, I learned so many lessons. I learned so much about crypto. It was so interesting. Followed new people, learned about more people, etc. Also, when you're starting, I would suggest doing small things to help you get started. So, you know, However long it takes you, if it takes you one day, if it takes an hour, just come up with a business name. For, if you're starting a business, for example, so come up with a business name first. Come up with your mission. Come up with what you want to do. Then the business name, little by little. The thing is, people feel overwhelmed because they know when they start, there's so much they have to learn and know. But why do you all, why do you have to learn that all in one day? You don't. I'm still learning so much about this about podcasting and how this all works. But over time, you're going to realize that Little by little, you're going to learn these soft skills and it's going to help you improve so much. And the the further you go, the more you're going to know. And the thing is, you're never going to know it all. Because once you think you know it all, there might be a new program. There might be a new software. There might be this. There might be that. There might be a new microphone. I'm talking about podcasts. So you're never going to fully know. Even Elon Musk doesn't know everything. And lastly, I just want to say that what you're starting and what you're doing, if it's a hobby or something that you want to try, should be something that's fun and you enjoy doing. And the more fun and interesting you find something, the less limbic friction there is and that, that there should be to take you to want to do it and do it overall. You, you have to enjoy it. I understand if you're doing a work project and you're procrastinating it, you don't want to do it, but you know you have to do it. But the difference here is you don't know that you have to do it and you feel like you don't want to do it and you don't have to do it this thing that you want to if you want to start a business nobody's forcing you to start a business like they are when you're working you work you have deadlines but nobody's forcing you to do anything so you feel you're like whatever i mean why do i have to i don't have to nobody you know so 
enjoy it guys enjoy the process it's not about the end it's about the process that's how it's got to be and if you can't change your mindset about that i would suggest starting something new and seeing that it really is about the process and you enjoy the process a lot more than you think you just don't enjoy the process of thinking about the thing